Dear Colgate, I love that you love that I love being at home. You even let me whiten my teeth from home. Because you know how I feel about getting up from my cloud couch. The Colgate Optic White LED Kit gives professional level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed. And that's why, Colgate, I want you to meet my parents. Because ever since meeting you, I've been living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. Hi everyone, welcome to Star Wars News Quarantine Edition. It's Steph Sabri, aka Chewbacca's daughter. We have a special guest on top of my co-pilot, Ryan Nelson, head of Popcorn Talk in the house. And Brandon Hanna is joining us. He's our fellow AfterBuzz host, also Star Wars super fan. And we're so, so happy that you're here, Brandon. Hello. Yes, I'm really excited to finally be on this show. I know it's something that Ryan and I have talked about for what seems like months now. So months. really happy that I guess I guess this quarantine has given us this opportunity finally. So I'll take yeah. it. Dude, Brandon has A been in the chat. A lot more is possible like, now. <laughs> Brandon's been in the chat like every episode. So like massive kudos, dude. We're so psyched you're here. Yeah, it's truly the best. And we have a really fun episode planned, you guys. We're going to go over the news. There's a lot of fun things circling around. A lot of rumors, in particular for Mandalorian and the Obi-Wan series isn't a rumor. But I see you guys already talking about that in the chat. And then we're going to do our Price is Right game again with Ryan heading that. (laughs) I'm so excited. I love that game. some special stuff in store for later. Let's yes. jump right in, and I do hope everyone's staying safe at home. By the way, always reach out to Rye or I, or, and I'm sure Brandon, if you want to talk, if you're lonely, quarantining, whatever it may be, we're always here. So, um, Obi Wan series now has a new writer, which is kind of crazy. So, Hossein Amini was the original writer, but now Joby Harold has been tapped to write it. But that's interesting because Ewan McGregor said that he loved the script. So I'm curious what your guys' thoughts are. Do you think that they're changing the entire script or maybe just making a few minor edits? What's your feelings about it, yeah. Brandon? Brandon. Um, oh, I don't really know. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, it feels like they're starting over from scratch, which I guess it means they're really – trying to make this series the best it possibly can be um and i think you know ryan might have some additional takes as to why they want to completely scratch the original script um so yeah, i'll I let, I'll let him get does. into that but <laughs> I know yeah I mean, as, lo- as long as Ewan mcgregor stays attached i'm going to continue to be excited for this no matter what so i have confidence i believe Ryan, what do you think what do i think i think that the the stakes of this show are very high, okay? Like, if they happen to just mess this up a little bit, it's a big deal. I think this is this is just something that I think is such a sure bet to be good. 
everyone's going to watch it like anything Star Wars, but especially the Obi-Wan series, you're going to get such a far pull of fans, everyone who's prequel fans, original fans. Like this is really for everyone. And I think you could have such a high success rate. I think the, the reason they're, they're getting a new writer is because it's too similar to Mandalorian. The rumor is in the article is that it was following Obi-Wan protecting a young child, which we're all assuming was probably Luke. And that sounds a lot like the Mandalorian protecting baby Yoda. Uh, so I think they're going back to the drawing board. They got Joby Harold. I mean, this dude has a few credits. Most notably, it was John Wick Parabellum last year. And yeah. I like that movie. It's a big action movie. So maybe they're bringing him in to, to add a, few, a little bit more action in. The big thing for me is they still got Deborah Chow directing it for now, which awesome. Yeah. It sounds like they have the same team. It's just they're bringing in a new writer. And I like this move. I like them kind of reading the room, taking the temperature, and now, all right, let's just go back to the writer's room and fix a few things, make a few adjustments so this can be the best it can. I'm just worried that I I really hope they're not doing a full-on rewrite because then that might delay the series even farther. Like, I don't even know when we're going to get A really long time. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's interesting. They're kind of – the quarantine will probably play in their favor in a lot of senses where the pressure is kind of off. They have a pandemic as an excuse to time, which makes complete sense, but it would be a big change to make ever to rewrite it completely. I do think where star Wars can struggle, like the newer stuff struggles is when it rewrites what has already been written. So I wouldn't want to see something really similar to the Mandalorian because we obviously got the Mandalorian and the reason why the Mandalorian was such a success was because it was a big difference from everything that we've seen uh, with the new stuff. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That's, I completely agree. Uh, I mean, what, what do you think, Brandon? Like, I feel like a lot of people overblow when they when they bring a new writer on. Like, yeah, it's they're making a change. That obviously they're they're pivoting. I just I think I get a little worried. I get a little uh, I clench up just because the history of Star Wars bringing in new writers has always led to some problematic things. Do you, do you agree with yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, that, that's... Yeah, that, that's my initial feeling as well. But then I always try to come at it with more of a level head. If they're taking more time on it, then... I mean, that gives me confidence that they're really trying to make it right. Um, I, For my own personal opinion, they went back and had... Tony Gilroy do a lot of the the rewriting and the reshoots for the whole third act of Rogue One and to me that's my favorite part of the of the film is that entire third act so I think that was a very beneficial thing for them to do and if they didn't do that maybe the movie wouldn't have turned out so well or maybe I personally wouldn't have liked it as much but and then you go on the opposite opposite side of the coin where things with Rise of Skywalker were maybe a bit rushed and if they had pushed the movie back, if they had taken a little more time to iron out the details. I think there's even a recent quote from Chris Terrio saying they were constantly rewriting the script and it was never good enough. And it was never good enough. And it was never good enough. And 
it's tough when you get into that position and I'm, you can be kind of worried that maybe they're in a similar position with the Obi-Wan series, but I trust they're doing it for the right reasons. They're going to take their time to get it right. Maybe this self-quarantine is giving them even more time than they initially had, which could be a little silver lining in all of this. So yeah, I, I, I'm going to try to keep a level head, stay positive. Deborah Chow, Ewan McGregor, it's all I need. Yeah, I was just going to say that every (laughs) like really, really what's most important that we stay focused on is Deborah Chow. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) It's like if we have that, we're fine because I feel like the Mandalorian writing was good, but it wasn't what made the show to me. I think the directors really, really carried a lot of that on their back. Completely agree. So in other Mandalorian news, though, this was kind of fun. There is some speculation going around because Dave Filoni changed his Twitter banner to show and it has clone captain Rex in it, which is crazy. And a lot of people are speculating. Does this mean that we're going to have this new character, this character featured in Mandalorian season two? Right. What do you think? Rumor playing with us or it's going to happen? What do I think? Um, for all those I want to just play the rumor has a sound effect. Uh, I got so excited when I saw this. Then I had to check myself because I was like, it's April 1st, it's April 1st, it's April 1st. And I was, I was, someone fooled me yesterday and I even texted Steph in a panic because I saw a headline that was like, Jake Gyllenhaal, Bosk in Mandalorian season two. And I was like, Steph, did you see this? And she goes, click the link. And it was, uh, it was fake. It was fake. Um, it was so fake. It was fake. It was a really good fake rumor because we, I believed it because everyone taps Jake Gyllenhaal to do whatever. Exactly. Like they're casting him in everything. Uh, and he would totally fit yeah. that part. They should make that a reality anyway. Yeah. This. this yeah, this, I agree. This is a cool, this is a cool detail. So there's a lot of context to go along with this. So yes, he did just make this his banner and it's an image. I'll try to get it up on screen. It's a Sokotanu older with like an age Captain Rex from the Clone Wars series. And they're, mm-hmm. they're riding like these animals through a desert and Hey, they're working on Mandalorian season two. We just heard about Rosario Dawson. Let's get Captain Rex in there. That would be amazing. And that would tie a lot of cool things. Maybe get the actor who played Django. That banner has been around since 2015. And it was his Facebook banner for a really long time. He just made it his Twitter banner. So it's not like he made this this week and or someone drew it up and he, and he uploaded it. This image has been out there for a while. But the timing is peculiar. The timing around, hey, we just had all these announcements of Rosario Dawson. We're finishing filming. There's all these other rumors. It's a little peculiar that he would make that his new Twitter banner. So I'm still wondering, is it a coincidence? I hope not. Brandon, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think it might just be a coincidence, but how cool would that be if we had Samira Morrison come back and play Rex in The Mandalorian? I'm with you, Ryan. I want to see it. I don't know if it's going to happen, though. But, I mean, I'm just still psyched that we're looks like we're going to get Rosario Dawson. So yeah. I don't want to get too greedy. So I'm just going to temper my expectations a little bit and hope for the best with most things, I suppose, these days. Here's yeah, the... it's true. I feel like we are getting a lot. Or what are you putting in? A oh, picture? This... Yeah, this was just the picture. But uh, yeah, there it is. right there. Oh, yes, there it is. Thanks, Rye. Yeah, it's pretty badass. <laughs> yeah, okay. This would be really exciting, but I, 
I don't know. I feel like it could happen. I feel like Dave Filoni, he's a purposeful guy. I don't think that he's doing, I think he's in quarantine. He's probably like, you know what? Let me just throw this out there. I don't think that, I, I don't know. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. We still have so many great characters coming to, back to the Mandalorian season two. And if it does happen, that would be awesome. And I'd be very, very excited for that. I think I'd cry if I saw. Right. There's another rumor in. <laughs> Sorry. I, th- I think I'd cry if I saw, if I saw the guy who played Jango. <laughs> I feel like there's a delay. What'd then. you say, Rye? Uh, I was just talking about my hype for, for Clone Wars and how incredible it would be if, if we saw that, that actor back here. Uh, in Mandalorian season two, but uh, Seth, how is how's the season going for you? Season's going great. We just got Ahsoka Tanu the past two episodes, and it looks like we're we're closing out an arc tonight. So you know I'm gonna be glued to my screen at uh, at midnight watching Clone Wars. Um, but yeah, it's been great so far. Uh, you all should tune in to our after show every Friday at 10 a.m. Yes. Okay. So this is another uh, rumor, and this was this is regarding concept art for Mar- Michael Bain's character in season two of Mandalorian. Ryan, can you talk a little bit about this? Right. So Michael Bean, obviously, like awesome actor, dude was an alien, the first Terminator. Uh, we were talking last week about the rumor that he's in Mandalorian season two. It's all but confirmed. I, I, he's even come out and been like, can't wait to get in it. Uh, so. This I sent this to Steph. There is this guy who he's known for breaking scoops on Star Wars. This is just like the craziest deal. Uh, and last night, uh, sorry, later this week, he, he put up a video of himself by a campfire just talking about Star Wars because he's, he's housebound. He's socially isolating. And he just said, hey, I have this image. I know it's real, and when I get more, I'll send them all to you. And he shows this image right here of uh, what Michael Bean's concept art is supposedly supposed to be. Um, oh, God, I think it's popping up right now. Uh, yeah, right here. And it looks pretty <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Sorry about the delay, guys. It looks pretty awesome. I, I think it looks a lot like Gina Carano's character's concept art, so like maybe there's a relation there. What do you Wait, think? This right? is way more samurai. Oh yeah, you're right. Like the headgear. Yeah, I'm getting like a samurai vibe too. Yeah, maybe a Knights of Ren vibe, but like a good Knights of Ren. <laughs> For sure. I'm definitely is getting there... that as well. He's I, I I like his wep like his weapons kind of badass. Uh if this is true, like it just shows the continuation of like look how awesome a job John Favreau's doing with Mandalorian. This looks like it fits right in, and I, I can't wait to see it actualized. Yeah, the man, the concept art from season one of The Mandalorian was so dope, too. I feel like, I don't know if it's just because technology is better now, but the concept art seems like stuff we've never seen before. In, in the way that they were able to make the concept art into a reality makes me really excited about any concept art that we're getting for season two, because if that's what it looks like, I'm so here for that. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious if you guys think it's going to be uh, like another scenario where he's just like a, a character that comes in and out, or do you think he's going to stay with the rest of the series? Because he's a pretty big name. He just hasn't been in that larger projects lately i don't know i i think this could be like a 
return to form for his career, like a big resurgence. And I, I just can't wait to see what we, what we get from Michael Bean. Brand. Yeah, I don't think he'll be. I don't know. It's hard with the Mandalorian. I don't think that any character other than the Mandalorian is really featured. Well, I mean, we got. It looks like we, Brandon. We're, we're, what do you think? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. I'm excited for it uh, for sure. I could definitely see him being a part of a season long arc, whether or not he continues to be on the show for however many seasons it is. I don't know. Uh, he seems like we might get some sort of big glorious death out of his character. You know, his last name is Bean. You know, Sean Bean dies all the time. So why not Michael Bean too? I don't know. I'm just spitballing here, but I'm excited yeah. for it either way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I think I got Ryan a little bit on that. One. Sean Bean dies all the time. Yeah. <laughs> okay another rumor another rumor is regarding jamie lee curtis a true queen i love her so much she was spot they making star wars um is someone who or it's like a, a group i don't know what they 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 unleash secrets sometimes but they said that she was spotted on set but they don't know if it was because she was on set for avatar 2 so that would make sense as well i'm not sure but i could definitely see her having a little cameo role uh, much like the cameo roles we had in season one, and she would be so awesome. I could see her doing a really funny little role. What do you think, Ryan? Yeah, I love Jamie Lee Curtis. I think the she's having a bit of a like a wave right now. It, coming off of Knives Out, uh, the new Halloween movie, so like her career is kicking it into like yet again another high gear. Uh, I think she would be a welcomed addition. Uh, this this comes up to the question again, though. You know, Star Wars isn't known for really taking, like, big actors that we've seen in, like, a ton of things and have them in. They usually go for some unknowns. Or lately, it's just, like, some actors that are really hot right now with, like, some indies, hence, like, Oscar Isaacs in the new trilogy. Uh, so I'd be curious to see what kind of character she would play. I think she would be great as, like, a new droid character. Like, we had Taika in Season 1. I would love to see Jamie Lee Curtis voice a droid in season two. Ooh, that would be, I could totally see her doing that. Yeah. I think that'd be pretty she awesome. She has such a good voice for that. What do you think, Are Brandon? you a Jamie Lee Curtis fan, Brandon? I am. Uh, I'm actually, I'm a huge horror film slasher film fan. So obviously I love her and all the Halloween movies that she's in and everything else. And, uh, yeah, she's absolutely a queen, as you said. Uh, so obviously it would be amazing to have her show up in The Mandalorian. And I think Ryan hit the nail right on the head. She would be perfect for a droid. And it's a perfect way to introduce another uh, actor, like a famous actor, but in a way where you might not recognize it's them. Like Pedro Pascal has been pretty well known, uh, but he's got the helmet on all the time. So uh, and Taika Waititi as ig 11 so i could definitely see her doing a droid now that's all i want so let's make it happen yeah yeah i'm so here for it we'll see i think that a lot of the rumors will start to close in very soon because fall is really really coming up quickly especially with all this quarantine i feel like they're gonna have to release more and more information leading up to the premiere of season two 
another story I'm very, very excited about. This is crazy. Mr. Sunday Movies turned uh, Colin Trevorrow's script, Duel of the Fates, into an an- a little animated series or animated episode. And it was insane. He also he had the help of an actual animator. I want to get his name right because he was awesome. Oh, Ethan Taylor. Uh, props to him because the animation is so fun. They're like little Funko characters. But wow, this it's crazy to see what you read in the script or what we think the leaked script is. There's still not oh. total confirmation of that. Play out into an animated sketch. <laughs> Ryan, give me your thoughts on it. Gosh, this was so cool. So and again, yeah, this was the the script that was supposed to be episode nine until they got rid of Count Trevorrow. I thought this animation was awesome. Uh, it's 10 minutes and it just kind of breezes through the script and it's solid animation so you have like you walk away with a pretty good idea of what the movie would have looked like i really liked it i it made me again like what could have been you can't really get stuck in the past like that but i thought this was really fun um it also showed some things that like okay maybe i wouldn't have been as all right with like oscar with poe maybe kissing ray and and things of that nature like there's some elements of the story that when i read i was like wow that could be awesome and then kind of seeing them sort of put into a narrative like this in this animation i was kind of second guessing but wow it, it just made me kind of wonder what could have been uh brandon what did you think um so I, I didn't get the opportunity to watch the animation yet but i am a huge fan of the leaked colin trevorrow script are you turning your head on me uh, uh, back on me joking. ryan <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm a huge fan of the Colin Trevorrow leak script. Uh, that's, I mean, obviously you can't say whether or not it would have been better than Rise of Skywalker because we haven't seen the movie. But based on the script alone, uh, I absolutely thoroughly enjoyed reading through it. And um, like you said, there's some small things that maybe I wouldn't have loved entirely. But as a whole, it just felt like a natural succession to The Last Jedi in the best way possible. But yeah, I can't. I can't wait to watch it. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, you're gonna love it, Brandon. <laughs> I feel like it's like a treat, and I, I, it's so dope that they did that. Like that takes oh. so much time, and obviously they're gonna get a ton of eyes and eyes on that page and to that visual artist who did that as well. So there is gonna be like they're gonna get stuff out of it, but it is like I feel like a little quarantine gift that we got to watch that. It's just like more Star Wars content in a different way. It is kind of. I do think it could have worked out, but we also don't know that. I mean, it could have just not worked for the movie. It also is a way darker take on everything. It flips a lot of what we know about the Jedi and what Rey's progression into a completely different way. I don't particularly love her eyes being slashed, but I do love the the Rey and Kylo relationship more in this movie. It does seem, or in this fake script, it seems to be more in line with where, what you thought would happen with the two of them. This movie's not for, for Raylo. Ryan, what's that term? It's, it's just not. I, I don't know if this movie's yeah, for the not. Raylo fans. Yeah. No, but you I'm know not what? a Raylo fan. Hey, I'm a Raylo fan 100%. Ah. But I wasn't in Told the Rise of Skywalker. So if this movie came out, I would have never become a Raylo. I would have been like, this makes perfect sense. They don't belong together. But then I saw the rise of Skywalker and I was like, well, damn, they like, that's one thing they pulled. They nailed. I thought in the movie, they, they, they made me a true Raylo believer. 
And also, oh. uh, we wouldn't have gotten Babu Frick in this version of the movie, so I don't know if it's no, really listen, worth it. listen, you know, Brandon, I'm a Rise of Skywalker fan. I love that movie. Steph I'm going to pissed. sit on that opinion for the rest of my life because that's how I felt about the movie. However, the <laughs> I do not <laughs> like the Raylo thing. I'm a Ray and Finn gal till the day I die. But in this, in this, I love the in the animated part that they showed the Oscar and Ray kiss. I told you about that, right? You missed that part in the script. I know, I did. I did miss that part. I thought that was it was interesting to see. Uh, I knew Steph was gonna like that, but that was actually a part where I was like, "Come on!" But it's a cool animation. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So um, that was fun. I hope you guys check it out too. It's Mr. Sunday movie. So you can go watch that if you haven't already. Uh, on to some movie news. Solo, a Star Wars story. So it was it was trending again because it was a year after Solo Star Wars story came out. And uh, the co-writer John Caston tweeted about how he was really, really happy to see that hashtag make Solo 2 happen was trending on Twitter and he was really grateful for it. And he said, quote, beyond grateful and galvanized by the hashtag make solo to happen. Energy on Twitter today means so much to everyone involved in your enthusiasm makes it possible for us to keep advocating for it. Uh, so it's interesting. I don't think it's going to happen, especially now with the way streaming sites are taking over. Perhaps it could be something on a, on Disney+. Plus. I'm not totally interested in seeing this in Solo 2. Uh, Ryan, are you? I mean, I was curious. Yeah. I, I, do you even want it? Um, it's interesting when you go on, on film Twitter or even Star Wars Twitter, and there, there are there's a pocket of fans that really liked it and, and want a second one and they were clearly gearing it up at the end of the movie for a sequel uh just to see what's going on with any of the other characters even throwing darth maul in there it's totally i don't need it i don't want it uh i think it's a little awkward without it don't get me wrong but it's the last thing i would really want to see at this point in time in fact i feel like it's a story that if there is some kind of disney plus series down the road and you want to just meander into those characters one more time and finish whatever they were setting up sure but it's not anywhere near the top of my list for a movie i want to see um and yeah the slate i don't even know if the slate is too crowded i just don't think that they really want it i just don't think that there is a a large enough want out there for solo 2 yeah brandon were you a solo fan I, I am a solo fan, actually. When I first saw the movie in theaters, I was kind of lukewarm on it. But uh, the more and more I watched it, I've become more and more of a fan. It grows on me every time. So cool. actually, Wait, I actually, how really many times have you watched it? Oh, well, I don't know. Uh, at least anywhere from half a to a dozen times. Brandon, what <laughs> the hell, dude? Sorry. sorry. Listen, I, okay. I, it's listen, all good. You, it's all good. At the, at the front of this episode, you called me. Embrace you called it. me a hardcore Star Wars You are. Fan. You are. Embrace, okay, embrace it. I also have to memorize this stuff. Oh, yeah. Wait, I forgot. Embrace it. Brandon does Schmodown stuff, so it would make sense that he watches movies multiple times for the knowledge aspect. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. He's trying to learn so that when it comes to competition time, he can win. That's a great Exactly. Experience. Even though I keep getting Star Wars questions wrong, 
eventually I'm going to get them right. Yeah. But yes. I do, yeah. I do, I do really enjoy this movie. I really enjoy uh, John Kasdan's and Lawrence Kasdan's uh, writing. I think the screenplay is really well done. Yeah. Uh, I've never disliked anything Lawrence Kasdan has done with Star Wars. There's a big reason why The Force Awakens worked so well, and I think it was Lawrence Kasdan, and he was missed a little bit in Episode Nine. But and the John Powell score is absolutely uh, phenomenal. If you ask me, that's honestly like when I went to the Galaxy's Edge for the first time and I looked up at the Millennium Falcon. That's the score that popped in my head. Wow! It's the same, wow. same musical, same musical cue that that hits when Han Solo looks at the Falcon for the first time. So okay. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Okay, that was poetic. He defended it. <laughs> that's cool. Okay. Yeah, he did. I respect that defense. I don't agree with it, but I respect it, and I and I love the poetic justice that you played in your head in the galaxy's edge. <laughs> Thank you. Um, sad news, actually, really, really, really sad news that I want to make sure that we cover. Dialect coach and Star Wars actor Andrew Jack passed away this past week from complications with COVID-19. It's really, really awful. Um, his wife couldn't even be there with him. So our prayers and condolences and respects and love go out to his entire family, his friends, everyone. And it really affected a lot of people. He has worked with many people on many sets, including Lord of the Rings. And um, who, who else? He worked with a slew of top actors and everyone just had the nicest things to say to him. He was also in the force awakens he was in a scene and he was next to han solo and princess leia which was awesome there's a circling the internet that just epitomizes what a like impact he had in the star wars galaxy so it's really sad jj abrams paid tribute as well as john boyega jj said uh andrew jack was as lovely as they come a um our brilliant dialect coach on the force awakens he was so handsome we had to cast him sending love to his friends and family John Boyega, who was one of the people that he was working on his uh, accent for, for all of the movies, said, rest in peace, Andrew Jack, one of the most supportive people in our industry and nurture on set and the kind of person that was also always up for an uplifting conversation. Stay safe, everyone. So it was really, really sad to hear that. Yeah, it's it just goes to show, again, like we should all be washing our hands. Um, just be, you know, be careful out there. Uh, obviously, like really sad uh, loss, but I, I, you know, it's it's nice that they paid some some tribute to him. He has a scene, I think, in in the Last Jedi, like right before the Battle of Crate, where he comes out and he's got goggles. Um, I think you know he's like basically just one of the re- rebels, but uh, a lot of people on set knew him, and he's a dialect coach, as he said. He's a great talent, so it's just really really sad. Uh, it also, he does completely. I don't blame JJ. He has a Star Wars look. Like I feel like if I saw him on set, I would want him somewhere in some scene too. Yeah. So I, I mean, what a legacy and what an impact he's had. So he, his, he will be surely missed. Um, in other news, some a fun cameo or not cameo, but like a scene was kind of cracked open from Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. And it's where General Grievous, you guys must have seen it, like, swarming the internet. General Grievous is about to uh, get in another uh, a saber fight 
with Obi-Wan and you see him pulling out all his lightsabers in the back of the scene. There's two droids and one's not paying attention and the other kind of knocks him to look. <laughs> I never noticed that. Did you guys? Brandon, did you ever see that before? Um, for me, this was, yeah. So uh, I don't think it's something I've noticed while watching the movie, but there's been memes about it circulating the internet for quite some time now where people put their own different like text of what they think the droids might be saying but yeah uh so I, I didn't notice it until then but it's it's absolutely hilarious it's a fun little easter egg there's a lot of there's fun stuff like that in revenge of the sith with the battle droids like even i love in the beginning um when general grievous has anakin and obi-wan prisoner and the, the one battle droid gives grievous the lightsabers and Grievous just snatches them away from him and the droid just goes you're welcome <laughs> just, <laughs> uh, silly stuff like that so it totally fits it's a fun little uh, bit in the movie so yeah I don't yeah, know I th- nothing I but good things the, to say about it I think the animator is Gene Denis Ha and during this quarantine he this whole week he's just been tweeting stuff like hey when we were working on the prequels George Lucas said we can put in easter eggs but they can't be anything that draws the eye of any viewer. It has to just be strictly in the background. And I think there were a few other ones like the the AirPod from 2001 A Space Odyssey is in the background, a bunch of scenes in Phantom Menace, um, just a lot of really cool stuff. So check him out on Twitter at uh, Gene Denise Haas. Yeah, that was funny. He's like when he he quote tweeted that and said, "Dare I add, this was me, best internship ever." So he was an intern there, which is just so cool that that can wrap around like that. And he's gone on to work on a bunch of other uh, films, including Pirates of the Caribbean, Transformers, Harry Potter, Indiana Jones, Star Trek, Avatar. Wow, so much Iron Man. That's crazy. He's talented. And that was a really funny scene. So I like those little things that are popping up now when the news is so dark. I want to see more stuff like that. Give me more Easter eggs. Please. Oh, this is great news, you guys. The first affordable Baby Yoda toy has come come around and it will be available for shipment in September. It's a plush Baby Yoda. I'm 100% getting this. 100%. It's only $12.99. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm like already pre-ordering. I'm pre-ordering this thing. I'm I'm putting this on all the wish lists. It's affordable because every other Baby Yoda toy that's been out there is like $120. This is the first one that you can actually get at a reasonable price um, for $12.99. So thank God. And now we can actually have some some plush happiness. I love but I need my Baby Yoda. Yeah. Everyone needs that Baby Yoda. Are you a Baby Yoda fan, Brandon? I am. I, I do love Baby Yoda. I suppose just as much as everyone else. Um, yeah, I guess I'll have to, if it's affordable, I'll have to look into getting myself my own Baby Yoda. And then maybe me and him could have adventures around the apartment while we're stuck yes. in this quarantine. <laughs> and I, I can wonder, keep him safe. I wonder if anyone has gotten a Baby Yoda tattoo yet. Oh, I'm sure it's happened. Yeah, it has had to happen. Uh, okay, I'm very excited because we have time for prices, right? Holy Ryan, cow. are you ready for oh that? Oh my god, so ready. All right, so if can you for new listeners, can you explain of what course. we're doing? Yes, yeah, so this is the prices, right? Star Wars edition. Um, what's different from the normal prices, right? Is so we're going to show some Star Wars merchandise strictly from eBay in North America 
that has at least one bid on it. And this week, so what I'm going to do is I'm going I'm to show you a photo of the product, uh, list you some, some condition information, what the name of the seller is, and then we're going to take guesses in the chat and from Steph and Brandon who, what, how much they think it is. Um, today we have five with two tiebreakers in case we get there. I did email you guys the photos, but I'll still put them up just in case you didn't get that. Uh, so here we go. We got a lot of lunch boxes today, but um, we're going to start out with something that I was shocked that this was an item and it's completely sold out. Uh, the first item is, this is Emperor Palpatine's cane. Um, he... <laughs> Sheev Palpatine's cane uh, that you could only get. Oh. Yes, you could only get it at Galaxy's Edge or at Disney World, Disneyland. However, it's sold out. And since the parks are closed, you will probably not be able to get this anytime soon. Um, the condition is new. It is unopened. I didn't really know what he meant by typing unopened because it looks like there's just a tag around it. Um, and it's only sold inside the park. The seller's name is Fashion Tech Collectibles. He sold 162 items, all positive reviews. So, Steph, Brandon, live chat, how much do you think this is? Oh, man. I, well, I mean, I want it. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm wondering, how much would I pay for it? Disneyland's closed. I think you got to take that into consideration. Definitely. Uh, 125. Ooh, okay, Steph. What I you think got? 85. 85. And I think uh, in the live chat, by the way, it live every Thursday, 4 p.m. Uh, shout out to a bunch of people in the live chat. We got Star Drew going $80. Ivan Soto, seventy eighty four. Um, so guys, keep putting in your bets in there. Fifty bucks from Greg and one hundred and seventy-five from Laura. Laura Nilsson in the chat. Uh, guys, the correct Laura! Know, shout out. The uh, the correct answer is. And wait, Brandon, quickly remind me what how much you thought it was. I said one twenty-five. I actually think Laura wins because it is two fifty. $250 for Sheev Palpatine's cane. Wow. Holy cow. I yes. wanted to say 200 but I was like, oh, that's too high. Yeah, it's it's pretty high. Wow. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's good condition. It's glossy. It's about... Uh, All right, I guess I'm buying it. It's about three feet tall. Going into some lunch boxes. So, you know, Star Wars has always had a ton of collectibles. Uh, lunch boxes included. And I know a lot of people aren't really taking their lunch out these days but once we get out of this whole situation i'm sure you're gonna need a lunchbox so we're checking out this is from 1977 this is retro lunchbox it's got darth vader c3po r2 on it um, again it is used in incredible shape though and it has a thermos inside you can get a look at right here uh the seller's name is kuru 98 and it is guys this is this was the classic Star Wars 1977 lunchbox how much do we think this is one fifty Brandon what do you got you know what I'm gonna once again say 125 I feel like if I keep guessing that number one of them's gonna come up thank you Brandon 
and from the chat. <laughs> First off, Darth Vaca going, nice, Laura. Great job, Laura. Shout out to Laura. Uh, we have Star, <laughs> Star Drew with 150. Copy and Steph there. Uh, Ivan Soto with 30. Um, wow, Humphrey Bogart says, I've held Palpatine's cane in my hands. I'm interested what you mean by that. Uh, Star Drew going 150 over 200. Oh. And Ryan Kramer at 400. The correct answer may surprise you. And I believe Steph is our winner. This is $100, guys. This goes for $100 in good condition. Steph is on the board with one. Well done, Sabra. Uh, the next... Yes! We're going to yet again another lunchbox. This is just now not for a new hope. This is the Empire Strikes Back lunchbox. Um, again, these were all like big collector editions back in the day. Uh, this one has Yoda, Darth Vader, R2 on it. Um, really cool stuff here. I'm showing you all the angles. Like, super well designed. This is metal. Uh, just some details. It, this one is used, so it's way more used than the other one we just saw. There's no drink container. And the, the, the seller was like, please look at the pics. And the seller's name is Davids7847. This is the only item... He has tried to sell, so he does not have a good reputation, which might indicate what the price is. Uh, I'm taking guesses, y'all. What do we think? Let's start, uh, Brandon. I'm going to say 110. Wow, okay. 50. Nice. Again, the details, they matter, guys. The first time he's ever tried to sell something. It's It's not not great condition. Uh, From the chat, we got... (laughs) We got Greg saying, take my money. Congrats, Steph. Uh, I think they're just a little bit behind us here. But um, the answer may surprise you. It's $10. With one bid for 20 <laughs> There's a bidding war for 20 So this one is the cheapest. Again, the condition is poor. And with a lot Whoa. of this type of stuff, the condition is really all that matters. So... There you go. And the final lunchbox in our price is right. This is Return Looks of the like Jedi. Looks like I won again. Yeah, Steph winning. She's on the board with two. This is the final lunchbox from Return of the Jedi. This is from a very reputable site. So the exact opposite of the one we just saw. Um, Freak Collectibles. Freak Toys with a Z Collectibles. Uh, this one's such a cool design. Again, um, there's 10 people bidding on it. This this site has sold 8,700 toys before, all positive ratings. It's never been used. Mint condition. Um, really just an awesome... It went for $5.99 back in the day, but it's worth way more now. Uh, what do we think? Let's start with Steph on this one. 225 Brandon? Oh, I was going to go way lower. Now you made me nervous. <laughs> No, I'm going to stick with it. $83. <laughs> and just like looking in the chat real quick, uh, <laughs> a lot of people throwing out their guesses. Humphrey Bogart with 6,666. I think he's going on an order 66 joke right there. Ivan Soto. Yeah. He's throwing out 180. Star Drew with 250. <laughs> Rob K with 310. Everyone's like pristine condition. Darth Baca 260. Manny Gonzalez 260. The answer may not surprise Steph Sabra because you got it exact number 225 on eBay, mint condition. Yes! Steph is killing it this week with the guesses. 
We uh we have one more item. This is my favorite item here today. So we'll have this one be worth like eight thousand points. So Brandon, you still have a <laughs> shot, and everyone in the chat, you still have a shot. But Steph, honestly, okay. you're kind of running away with it today. <laughs> this is an R2D2 fish aquarium. Yes, you heard me right. An R2D2 fish aquarium. Uh, if you see there, like at your normal console, there's a big tube. It looks like uh, you can feed water in. If you look, if you, there's the stethoscope that you think R2 kind of looks out of. If you look in that, you get a little magnified view of the aquarium itself. There's the, the seller's arm. It's pretty hairy. Uh, what did we, <laughs> here's, here's like the, the view photo of it. Boom. That's what it's supposed to look like. Obviously like a really cool product. Uh, we're going to Brandon first, Mr. Box office bet here. What do you think? Mm, maybe I should stick to predicting the box office. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to go with $335. Let me preface this, Brandon. Okay. A normal fish aquarium. How do you think that costs three hundred and fifty dollars? Because like a normal aquarium's yeah. probably like close to a thousand. Now we're adding Star Wars on top of it. I don't know. To... It looks kind of cheap to me, Ryan. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and we're going to Steps of Bra. <laughs> Holy cow! I mean, oh my god! Let's just take a shot. By the way, I didn't say the seller. The seller is Zam Zam Morgesso. He sold over 355 items. There's a built-in periscope so that you can see, like, have an intimate view of the aquatic activity. It's it's made out of acrylic, and it's been discontinued for unknown reasons. But it's a one. 1.75 gallon tank Steph. because it kills fish as soon as they enter the tank <laughs> um i'm not gonna lie it doesn't look that nice but wow. i do but i would want this regardless I, i'm not a fish owner though but if i was i think i would have this i'm going to say this is twenty three hundred dollars 2300 is your guess. All right, let's check in the chat here. Um, uh, she, got... she added $2,000 to my... <laughs> <laughs> she added two grand. Um, Split the difference. Rob K <laughs> with $3,350. Laura Nilsson, seven, $750. Greg Mostovich saying $400. Sly the Movie Guy, $55. Manny Gonzalez, Chewy selling R2 for $1,000. Um, again, she has just kind of annihilated today uh the price is two thousand dollars steph sabra wow. running away with it i think she needs Whoa. to go to <laughs> a cantina she needs to go <laughs> she, she needs to go start betting do the lottery i would be lying fire. if i didn't say i was incredible yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well done this let me... star wars price is right <laughs> Let me let me just put on my Dave Filoni hat of shame. Oh my God, you have become Dave Filoni. Yeah, guys, that was Star Wars. Yeah, Price Brandon, right. it wasn't your best. No, Brian, thank you so much. You got I, it. Brian, I could definitely see you replacing Drew Carey in like twenty years if you felt like it. Thanks. Only if you feel like it. Only if you feel like it, because you can do whatever you want. Because I believe in you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um okay well this has been an awesome episode we do have to wrap unfortunately brandon thank you so much for joining us can you let everyone know what you're working on or doing where they can find you all of that good stuff 
Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. It was so much fun to just come on here and talk Star Wars. Uh, if you want to find me on social media, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BrandonHanna07. I'm also doing two after shows currently for AfterBuzz TV. Sunday nights at 10 p.m., uh, we cover Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. And Tuesdays at 8 p.m., we cover Briar Patch over on the USA Network, which has Rosario Dawson in it, future Ahsoka herself. So if you have any interest in checking those out, uh, I'd greatly appreciate it. We try to have 